Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Kelly Webster, Millwall Lionesses. Just like to thank Acton Millwall and all its listeners for all of your support. It really means a lot to us. Thank you. You're listening to Acton Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. Hello and welcome back to Acton Lionesses, your number one podcast bringing you all the news, updates and insight into the Millwall Lionesses. I am your host, Ryan Loftus, and as with me as ever is one Michael Avery. How are you doing, Michael? I'm very well. Um, hello, sweetheart. How was your day? Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. All the better for uh, being alongside here with you, Michael. And uh, so for, yeah, for there's, any there's, listeners... There's a, there's a little wind joke there, listeners, which we will uh, go into in the extra. Carry there on. we go. Sometimes I uh, don't realise when my mic is muted and, you know, it can really let me down with my, with my hard man football attitude. But enough of that. And I think we're moving swiftly on. And this week we are joined by Lionesses manager, Katie Whitmore. Katie, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Always good to have you on to get um, you know, a good roundup of the, the how the Lionesses are getting on. And obviously, last week we had um, the, the the League Cup game against Haverhill. Um, unfortunately, a two-one defeat for the Lionesses that season. Coming out of of both cup competitions, it, uh, first time of asking, um, what was your initial reaction to the to the game? It was a, a long old journey, but you know, in the end, not one that um, you know the, the return journey wasn't wasn't a positive one, was it? No, return journey weren't positive, but like I say every week, you know, yeah, okay, the results aren't going the way we want them, but we're learning each week. It was it was a big decision to obviously sign 12 new players to, to the retained 13 we already had. So we knew it was going to be a tough journey to find our feet. Obviously, we did have the pre-season, but when the league starts, you're still trying to find your feet anyway to a certain extent of, you know, formations or where players fit. And I think, yes, Sunday didn't go in our favour. And in all honesty, Sunday, we did learn a lot. And what I now need the girls to do is react and respond to the loss from Sunday, the losses from the previous weeks we've had, uh, and come into training wanting to, um, wanting to perform and wanting to learn and wanting to move forward uh, each week. No, you're right. And I mean, you, you've touched on a point there, which I was going to come into a bit later on, but we'll, I'll just rearrange my question in there. So, um, yes, we were um, locked at the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago um, and we were locked at the League Cup as well um, last week, or we had the negative result in the League Cup 
if you will. Did the, um, as soon as it stands, and without trying to undermine the opposition or even try and sort of say we took these games for granted, but did the did the standard of the opposition surprise you, considering like how early the rounds were and how the results went? Or did you, I, I know you always say you expect tough games, but did you expect to, to have those kind of results, Katie? No, not at all. I did not expect, you know, if we, if we talk about the 8-0 the loss that we all really do want to forget, did I turn up to that game and think that that was going to happen? No, not not one bit of me did. Because I know the potential of every player in my squad. I know the potential of every single girl. And I know how we can play within our, within our units and as a, as a team and as a squad. And that, that result there does not show or reflect how the Lionesses play football. And we learnt that week, the girls... For me, showed a lot of complacency. Same as same as Sunday, just gone to be honest. You know, we talk about it being a long journey and how we've travelled all this way and we want a good result. But what the girls have got to understand is a game of football is 90 minutes. You can't just give your manager your concentration or your um, desire to be on that pitch for 20, 25. As a manager, I'm expecting them to give me a full 90, you know. Even in the dugout, as subs, they should be watching the game, knowing what's expected of them when they go back on. And ultimately, the players have got a choice. They've got a choice of when they turn up, whether or not they turn up with the attitude that they want to be there and they want to put, put a performance in. And I think that's one thing that we have learned this week and from the previous loss of 8-0, you know, you can put all that hard work in at training, but your job isn't just on two nights of training. You've, you've got a match day there as well, where I'm going to expect that little bit more from you. Um, and, you know, that, that's conversations that I've had um, had with the squad since, obviously, the, the losses in the cup games. But I think we are heading in the, in the right direction. Yes, OK, the results don't always reflect that, but... The girls are showing that determination and they're showing that wanting to, to learn. And as long as they continue to do that and progress to show it on a Sunday, not just training days, then, you know, I think it will be a successful season. You've got to think when, when I started, I was very much about role models and player development. And I could sit here and talk about promotion all night with you guys and how it would be amazing my first season as Millwall managers, uh, Millwall Lionesses manager, and get that promotion but really my coaching philosophy and my vision has always been about developing the squad and developing them as players so as long as I'm doing that that for me is also a successful season um, and like I said before as long as everyone has is on board with the vision that I've got and what I'm trying to achieve then it'll be successful. That, that's really well put I mean what, what you were saying there about the development, I think you need to, uh, not you personally, I'm talking you more as a general, you and the listeners, um, is how old these, these girls are as well as players. Um, and the experience they've had in the game isn't possibly what previous um, incarnates of Mill Lionesses sides would have had before. Um, I just want to talk on, on something here. Again, we actually said before the show, it's going to be a bit more, um, less fluff, if you will. Um, so... If you if you look back at the footage or if you look back at some of the goals, there there does seem to be those real minute details. And this is what you say about giving the 90%. You know, it's always that sort of 
the, the, the following, you know, like the, the Millie will make a save or a defender will make a block and there'll seem to be a moment's pause where, you know, we don't, we don't seem to sort of react quick enough. And it, if you watch the footage that um, Harry Warren put together in Lionesses TV, um, there's, there's a clip there of Millie's made the save from the free kick and also against Hutton in the last, last minute. And these are the real minor details. And I think you're right, Katie. Um, as I've said to a lot of people before, that that is literally the one thing that's, that I feel from the side is costing us. You take that out of the game, then we're a very, very good team. We're, better, we're a good team anyway, but we're an even better team. If we was to sort of iron those things out, and like you say, we put the F in and training and translate that onto the pitch, we're going to see a lot more positive results, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. You know, even even when you lose, you still need to take positives out of the game. So it could be that, yes, we lost 2-1 at the weekend, but were we creating chances? Yes. Okay, the negative is that we weren't taking those chances. However, as a team, we were creating them, you know, or we were defending in a certain way, or, you know, can we review how they scored their goals and... Was it actually an error in formation? Was it an error in our defending or our midfield or, you know, whatever it might be. However, I think you really do need to take the positive from it. But I, it, it is tricky and it is frustrating because, you know, you watch the girls during training and they'll do something and you just look and think, if you could transfer that Sunday, be completely different. Um, no, so, you know, I think it, it, it is... It, it was always going to be a hard season because you've got a new manager coming in, a new assistant manager coming in. Yes, OK, they're still in the same division, but you're coming across teams that you haven't played against before or that have recruited just like we have. So you have to go into these games as if you haven't actually played them because you may not have. You know, they, they may have had players leave, new players turn up and... You need to take all of that into account. And so that's why, again, you know, I say it every week, don't I? I talk about complacency, but I think that's why that's one of the big things for me is that you can't walk into a game and think, oh, this is all right. Um, I know some of them. I know how they play. And just think that it's going to be a walk in the park because everyone knows psychologically, when you go into a game like that, <laughs> you nine times out of ten, do you really get the result that you want? Not always, because you're too complacent, you're not really putting that much effort in, and that opposition will take advantage of it. You know, I've, I've spoken the last couple of weeks about how psychologically we need to work with the girls in the sense of giving a full 90 minutes, not losing that concentration, and and making sure that they're playing to the whistle, for example, and not switching off. You know, like Michael, you said about the goal at the weekend, the first goal. You know, yes, we didn't react quick enough. And that's what the girls need to remember. They have to stay focused to be able to react. But I don't necessarily just want the girls to react on the pitch. It's how are they going to react with the feeling of losing? You know, no one likes the feeling of losing. So now, as individuals and as a, as a squad, what's your reaction going to be? What are you going to bring to, to try and shift um, shift that movement and, and get the win that we know that we more than deserve um, on Sunday. I think it's, uh, like, it's an important thing to note. I think, you know, yourself and, and Michael have covered it about, you know, the, the young makeup of the squad and obviously, like you say, the new changes coming in. It's, 
it's hard to necessarily pick up where they left off last season with you know results and form. But obviously, you know, we said before going on, it's it's a few defeats in a row now. Um, obviously, two cup games and a league game. The nature of the defeats is I find quite interesting. Obviously, the the, the first FA Cup game was a, was a heavy defeat against a, a decent side, one that you know you, you said what you said on it, and you know you weren't happy with the performance, and the girls reacted with that in the next league game. That's obviously been followed up with two quite tight losses, obviously both by a single goal, both with you know. I know you don't like to talk about refereeing decisions, but refereeing decisions that may have impacted the games, things like that. From from a management side, um, what are you and, and Nick thinking? You know, you've said about the players, their mentality, and certain times in the games they need to switch on a bit more. But are you considering any shifts in personnel, in in formation? Obviously, you've been playing the back um, three throughout the mm-hmm. season. Are you considering anything? like that or, or are you you know sticking with your guns and believe that the girls can turn it around I've got a lot of I've got a lot of belief in in my squad and the every single player that makes that squad up you know there's there's not one individual I don't sit there and don't believe in um so in that sense I, I'm not going I'm not looking at changing formation really because the formation is successful. We've had success from it. We yes, we can talk about the losses like like what we're doing this evening, but we also won the first our first league game with that formation. So yeah. it shows that it does work. Um, I think the difference was that attitudes were different on that first league game, um, and that um, maybe that de- desire was there. I think that's definitely been something that's been missing the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, like what we said, the switching off. The thing with the formation that we play is you can't afford to switch off. Yeah. If you switch yeah. off and the, we play that three-five-two formation, yeah, you're gonna you are gonna come unstuck. And so I think that that's where I've always told the players take accountability. I'll work so much better with players that will hold their hands up and go, I switched off there. That 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 was my mistake or that was my error and take accountability then I then I know you've read you've read the game you've read what, what's gone wrong um, and we can learn from it and we can move on and playing the formation we're playing allows the girls to take accountability because they all have individual they have individual roles but they they need to play as a unit and as a team quite a quite a lot within that formation and I think you know, I do believe in that formation. I think it will work. Yes, we've got other formations that we've been working on as a squad of, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not working at a certain point within the game, how are we going to switch it up quite quickly and easily? Um, you know, so that, those are discussions that we've had. But but for me, I think moving forward, complacency is is a big thing. And I think sometimes it is good to shake shake the team up because, one, it gives those players that may not have had an opportunity so far to to step up and show why they should be in that squad or what they can bring to that squad, sorry, rather than why. But I think um, it is a good opportunity to change it up and it gives the opportunity for everyone to play. And, you know, so I think it is something that's definitely in discussion. You know, like I say, every week I'm always talking about is, is there going to be a change in the squad um, because of a performance, and um, so I don't think that will ever change. That will continue to happen this season. Excellent. Um, you know, we talk about having a young squad, and, and we always do. But with having a young squad like what we've got, 
I think that's where we need to make sure that we are focusing focusing on that player development. Okay, yeah, if we don't get the promotion this season, it is going to be a bit upsetting. But if if we develop these players, just think of how successful next year will be because of the development and the focus we've put on on laying that foundation. Um, so I think that's one thing that is really important to remember. Yeah, and what one change that you know I, I would expect to see. I'm sure anyone who's going to be down um, at St Paul's on Sunday would be um, Livy Stubbs coming back into the team potentially. Obviously, the captain been out um, missed the last few games through injury. Um, we've spoken, you know, on the pod and off the pod, and you know, with Libby about how important she is to the team in playing the role. Caitlin Lewis obviously steps and done a really good job there, but you know, Libby's presence on the pitch and her composure, you know, her ability to kind of, um, you know, guide the, the the younger players around her is a big influence. And I think in the last couple of games, especially like I said about the the tight nature of the defeats, you've you've really missed her on the pitch. You're like, you know, your voice on the pitch through her yeah how big yeah. for you is that going to be having her back I think it'll be uh it'll be quite big um you know I think this will be an opportunity for me to um thank Caitlin for obviously taking on that role as that holding midfielder hmm. you know she didn't expect to to be put in that position Caitlin's someone that has moved over moved positions sorry since I've come into into role so for me, this is an opportunity to thank Caitlin anyway. doesn't necessarily mean that she's not going to be playing in that position, but, sure. um, you know, that just shows how much of a, a team player she is. And also thanking Sham because, yes, OK, Libby, Libby is my voice on that pitch, but while Libby wasn't there, Sham was. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's quite hard for her as a vice-captain to step up and take on that captain role and not get the results that that we want obviously that's that's obviously sometimes quite hard as well so I think hats off to Sean as well for obviously stepping up and taking that role on while Libby was out injured um you know it was good work in in that partnership um but having Libby back yeah you know it is going to be great she is an experienced player um who has knowledge of the game and is a captain for a re is the captain for a reason and you know having her back in that squad should make should make a, a difference really um so hopefully you know we've been working this week on introducing her back into into the game making sure that we're not bringing her back too early and um it'll be good to see her back on that pitch on sunday definitely it, it will and, and talking about caitlin there i mean she uh she's one of these players isn't she that if you um sort of don't know too much about her or the the squad she's very much uh Sort of seems to be in the background, then she just sort of turns up, gets on with her job, does it exceptionally well, um, and then sort of goes home. You know, she she's um, very gets her head down and focused. And I think that you were saying about um, her moving position and then like standing in for Libby, I, I think she's created a real, in a nice way, a real headache for you because if if she was a player, Katie, that you was thinking can just fill in for Katie or might have to move it there as a makeshift, I think she's probably been if not the standout players, certainly one of the standout players in the last few weeks. But not just her, but Abby Dell and the um, and the two Jenks Landon sisters on the um and the wing back positions. We were talking about sort of some of these negative results, but there have been some good performances, haven't there, from the squad? They have, you know, we can Abby is just um She's exceptional, never, isn't she? Yeah, I've never met a player who has so much passion when she plays. Like she literally does not give up. 
she is someone that will give 100% continuously. You know, when you, as a manager, you reflect on Sunday and you're sitting there and you're thinking, right, it's not really working, what can I change? And just randomly, I thought, let me put Abby in the middle. Bearing in mind, Abby has always played up front. There's been no discussion about her playing in the middle whatsoever. And I just put her in the middle, didn't even tell her what I wanted her to do, just went, Abs, can you drop, drop back? And she just did it. And for me, I walked away and was like, yes, we've lost. But for me, Abby by far would have been or should be player of the match for that, for that game because she took on that role and she didn't even, her head didn't drop. She just carried on going the exact same as she would if she was a playing as a striker that, that, that game. And, you know, I think it just shows that we have got players in this squad that are adaptable, that can be moved around. And maybe I, just as a manager, haven't really done that enough or didn't do it enough during pre-season to really notice it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, of course. So for me, you know, I am still learning as a manager. I've built that rapport with all these players and I've got a great relationship with all these players. But I think sometimes as a manager, I need to use training to my advantage a little bit and move players around just to see the full potential of the squad that I've got. Um, and, you know, like I said, Abby, yeah, Abby's an exceptional player for me um, in the sense of attitude and what she brings to the squad and... Sunday she she just yeah she really impressed me so looking back to last Sunday but now we'll look ahead to this weekend so it's um East Burkhol. um this is this is one of those ones where you sort of if you was a casual fan of uh Mill Lionesses or you was a fan of the men's team but kept an eye out you probably think who on earth are they but they've had some some good results haven't they they, they drew with Hutton um who obviously defeated Mill and last season went all um all season unbeaten and they were very narrowly defeated by Woodson Park who again I a good, good side in this division. So, what are your thoughts on the game? How are you assessing it? And um, we were talking earlier on about like the sort of the run of defeats, uh, but we'll look at the more positives. Has that made you more more determined to to get that win? Yeah, definitely. I think every every game I'm just determined to get a win. Both me and Nick are, um, you know, that the whole squad is. And like I said earlier on, the girls have got a choice. At the end of the day. The girls have got a choice of when they turn up, they have to want to be there. And that's their choice to make, really. I, there's only, I, I can do so much team talk and um, player chat and, and stuff like that. But as soon as they step over that line and they go onto that pitch, they have a choice to believe in my vision as a manager and what I'm asking them to do. And um, if they do it, then they, they should get success because, you know, they have. They did it at Stevenage. So it will work. And I think for me, um, I just, as a manager, I want to see them react. I want to see them respond, every single one of them. I want to see them respond to the defeats that we've had and what they're going to do about it. How are they going to react? How are they going to respond if we go 1-0 down this time round or we score first? What are their reaction and response going to be like? Um, and that's what I think they need to remember. It's not always just about what they're doing with the ball at their feet. You know, if we go 1-0 up, OK, we now need to carry on. Yes, we're happy. Yes, we're excited. But we still need to keep that focus. You know, we, we want to get another goal. We want to, we now need to defend as a unit. And... 
So that, that for me is something I'm definitely looking for in the sense of not just the football side of it, but how are, how are these girls um, responding and reacting to what's been going on recently? Yeah, and it's, and it's not as if, and it's and it's not as if as well. I mean, Ryan will touch on on it with a sec, but not not you know at St Paul's in recent weeks, fan wise, we've had some great numbers, um, and that they should be. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not, but you know they should be really feeding off that passion for the fans because, with, with regards to those fans at the moment, all what's going on with obviously COVID nineteen and the restrictions, there's probably more passion for those girls than they've probably had any season before because this is a lot of chance that you've got real diehard Millwall fans who this is their only chance of seeing a Millwall team so they'll transfer that same passion that they would normally have on a Saturday onto the Sunday mm. and it, you know that they need to really sort of harness that energy and use it use it to their advantage don't they yeah uh, you know I've done previous um I've had previous conversations about whether or not the fans impact a game and I, I do think they impact the game I think a game does change when fans are there you know the crowd going gets players going it motivates them and I think that we need to be able to use that to our advantage with everything going on at the moment we're quite lucky that you know at our level the guidance is still that we can have fans and so obviously we don't know how long that's going that's going to last for at the moment. So I think it, it's a case of making the most of that as a squad of having them spectators supporting us before it changes. And, you know, I think it just does, it does, ultimately it does make a difference. And sometimes you could sit and think, is that kind of, did some of us get a little bit nervous naturally that fans were there, which is going to happen. But at the same time, the women's game is always growing at the moment. And especially with, in a funny way, especially with COVID, you think it's been shown on TV a lot more. Um, you're seeing more female role models within the game. Um, and so for me, I think that's what the girls need to also embrace, that they are part of a big team, uh, a big club. And, you know... Um, that does come sometimes with that little bit more fan base or, or whatever, or however you look at it. Um, and they need to kind of make or embrace it, sorry. They need to embrace that we are lucky enough to, to be in the situation we are, where we, are, we, are, we can still have fans at the moment and hopefully it can impact our game in the right way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And looking like there's going to be well, there's 100 tickets already sold, aren't there, Michael, a couple of days after they've been released. You, listener, can obviously be down at St Paul's supporting the Lionesses. The same procedure as always. Tickets must be bought in advance. They can be bought through the Lionesses website or the Twitter page. They're free to attend. And like we say, with, uh, with no football on the horizon, no live football on the horizon, it's a really good opportunity to get down and support Millwall. And we know the girls appreciate it. We know... You know, UK to yourself, appreciate it. I mean, it's a, it's a great day out to actually be out and watching some live football, even though the weather is on the turn. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up here. And I guess all that's left to say is good luck for Saturday or for Sunday even, Katie. We'll, we'll see you there and hopefully see a few of the listeners down there as well. Um, hopefully the, the girls can, can cut this at a run of bad results. Um, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thank you. Cheers, guys. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Hello and welcome to another Roman report from Harry Warren with the Acton Lionesses podcast. Um, we're away today here at Haverhill Rovers, a team in our division but in the different side of the league. Um, obviously, we play in the East region. I believe Haverhill play in the North. We've just turned up. Um, sort of sunny Sunday morning, a bit windy. Um, taking shelter in a little metal stand and there's no Michael Avery and there's no Ryan Loftus, so you have to deal with me. Um, I'll be back when I've got team news in about 10 or 15 minutes time. So I've just been sent the team sheet over. So we will have Millie Carter in goal, uh, Millie Connell, Ellie Jenks Landon, Sean Fitzpatrick, Lois Smith, Caitlin Lewis, Hannah Landon, Daniela Colorado, Abby Dell, Katie Jeffries and Shannon Drew are the starting lineup with subs of Kelly Webster, Larissa Miller, Olivia Gregory, Charlotte Casey and Kira Wells to be on the subs bench. Well, the Lionesses have just fallen a goal behind um, a free kick from Haverhill, probably about 35 yards out, assisted by the wind. Mini Carter pulled off a great save, but no one followed in again. It's exactly the same as what happened last week against, well, two weeks ago now against Hutton. No one follows in to clear away after Mini's made the save. Um, what else can we say than we say it every week? So, something to have a look at there, obviously. Lionesses have just got close to equalising. Kira Wills, who's come on. As a, and played up front has just had another one of her miraculous runs come shot from 30, well probably 20 yards this time across goal it's just ended up on the top of the stanchion um, very unlucky Kira's down on the on the leap and getting attention now standard standard Millwall Lionesses this season referee don't give it I'm going to be the first person banned from women's football I, I can feel it by the end of the season 1-0 to Haverhill at half time 20 minutes gone in the second half, 25 to go. Millwall just clearing from their lines from a goal kick, but they've been much, a lot better in the second half. The referee's given away a penalty for the Lionesses. That's probably the least penalty of them all, if I'm being totally honest, but there we go. It's time we got a bit of luck. Abby Dale's going to take it. And I'm going to guess he'll put it away. After Abby scoring to make that 2-1. The Lionesses are coming at them with absolutely everything they've got. I thought Kelly Webster playing up front has been really good, to be honest. 
in terms of dropping in and doing the dirty side of the game. Kira's had half a chance. Andrews just stung the goalkeeper's palms with a chance, and they've got a throw in now in line with the other, uh, with the opposition's area. Sean's got the ball here. She's going to go back and probably kill the attack. Don't lose it there, Sean. She played the ball forward. Yates managed to clear the ball and put it into the corner. Sean's on the cover back. The nine's going to take on Lois Smith. Sean's come from nowhere. Millie Carter's going to see that. Surely she does. Lionesses need to get the ball forward quickly. Can't be long left. Probably 10 minutes if that. Full time will be in the second. Lionesses have just run out of time to be honest. But uh, a battling second half performance after being under the cost for the first 20 minutes. Missing key players, sometimes it shows, but I thought the girls who have played in the centre of midfield, Hannah Jenks Landon and, uh, and Abby Dell have been good. Ellie's now got a chance, as I'm saying. Lois Smith tried to go forward, unlucky. They've got a chance on the break here. Number nine's missed it. Sean's come around on the cover. Nice little flick on by Kira's got half a chance. If they can get it, unlucky. And they've rolled her there in the midfield from Lee Connell. They've got a chance to come forward. Middy's won it back. It's only had time left. Spins and beats her with a nice little turn. Unlucky. Done the hard bit and then gave away the ball on the pass. Abby's going to give away a foul. Standard. Another excellent report there from our in-house Roman reporter, Harry Warren. And we are joined now by the man himself to, to look back at last Sunday's game. Harry, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. It's nice to be speaking on this podcast whilst warm and dry and um, yeah. not not shivery. I was about to say, I think it's uh, hopefully you've warmed up by now. Obviously, we spoke after the game. You made the uh, the long, old, admirable journey to Haverhill for, for the cup defeat. I mean, you know, we said after the game, it's it's like you're back properly watching Millwall, you know, after a long trip in the cold, being disappointed by a Millwall result, eh? Yeah, I mean, there was a slight, there was a slight nostalgic novelty to it in these COVID times that I went on a long northern away day, which Suffolk sometimes feels like. I mean, anyone that's been to Norwich, Carrow Road with Millwall over the last couple of years, getting beat in the last minute, that's what I felt. That kind of guide. Um, it's, it's weird. Um, I mean, Libby's sort of put a tweet out saying that I've become their number one fan, and, and I kind of have because I go home and away every week, and it's. Um, I would say that it's it's helping me sort of through COVID because I feel like, although I've lost going to Millwall at the Den on a Saturday, I've sort of gained going and watching the girls. So it still gives me kind of like football in my weekend. You know what I mean? I'm still not missing that going to football. Of course, it's not the same as going to the Den, but, you know, there's still a Millwall side. I'm still cheering Millwall on. I'm still, you know, abusing referees within within reason. It's a bit different in the women's game. They can hear everything, trust me. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. quite good. Yeah, it's 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 been, you know, I think both the team, I think we spoke about with Katie just there, the players are obviously appreciating it as well. But you obviously got the Lionesses TV channel um, up and running as well. Some really good videos coming out on that. If any listeners haven't caught up with the videos, it's a good way to to stay in touch with the Lionesses at the moment if they're, they're not going to the games. You know, you've got a bit of match action in there. Some really good photos that, are only going to get better now with uh, the purchase of a new lens. But, yeah, you're putting out some good stuff, Harry. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, yeah, I think I think it's more, you know, it's, although it's done by me, I think it's it's something that, you know, if the, if the club wanted to do, I'm sure they could do it. But just 
in terms of the manpower and the and the tight knit. If you imagine how small Millwall is um, in terms of in terms of like the man side, like imagine how small it is on the with the women's side of the game. And that's with no disrespect to the girls. So everyone works extremely hard. So I've not tried to do it to to take anything away from anyone. It's just literally so the girls have got another platform and we can get more support. You know, the I've seen it a couple of times. I've seen you know um, decisions go against us and. In football, you know, if you can get on the referee, if you can get in the opposition's head, the more support you've got, the easier that is to do, in my opinion. And um, if you go and support the girls, I mean, we'll probably have, I mean, the game this Saturday is at St Paul's. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably you're probably going or you know someone that is going. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's been quite nice to do the channel. It's something that I'm enjoying doing, and from what the girls have said, they don't mind, <laughs> don't mind me waffling on. So um, yeah, it's. It's good. It's nice. I think, I think it's nice that that we've been welcomed with open arms. I mean, obviously, Michael, you've got an official role, but, but as far as me and Ryan are concerned, I think I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Ryan. But it's been it's been quite uh, it's been quite you know it, you've gained a side. I know that sounds weird, but that they're still Millwall to me, um, which I think if you said to most if you'd said to me before going and watching them would I say that I'd gain a sign I would have said no but they are they're a Millwall side they have you know flaws obviously um like all Millwall sides but they also have heart and spirit which is what you want from a Millwall side and um yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it I can't I can't speak highly enough of everyone involved with the club really and so what are you saying about there with your video there Harry I know that some of the girls um, and even Katie and, and the management, they, they they watch it to obviously see the see the work you put in, and they're all thankful for. But as you say as well, you know, like you actually captured the goal um, that we conceded against uh, Haverhill on on camera, which uh, un- unless you're doing a match of the day job, it's quite tricky to do. So you actually captured it quite well, and, and I know that they've they've used your footage and looked at it to see how, from a tactical point of view. Um, on the game with um, with Haverhill, we we just discussed it with Katie. It was a it was a close game, and and it's that's uh, cool as it is. It's something that we've mentioned before, the three of us at games, and um, something you clearly mentioned on the on the video. That the goal conceded was from from the rebound. What what was it like actually for for the full ninety minutes, Harry? Oh, I thought the girls started cold. Um... If I'm being honest, I thought, you know, for 20, 25 minutes, we could have been 3 nil down without really, you know, sugarcoating it. I don't think, you know, I don't know what Katie's said, um, obviously, but I, I felt that the girls just weren't doing it for whatever reason. Um, we've all had off days at work. It's a job like no other, like really football. Um, and then, you know, uh, Katie made changes. I thought the changes that she did make made a big difference. We sort of brought Abby Dell into midfield. We brought Hannah Jenks Landon off the wing and put her in the middle. Charlotte Casey come on, and I thought Charlotte Casey was fantastic, um, as well as the two girls that I've just mentioned there. I thought, you know, for for I know we go on about Millie Carter, but Charlotte Casey's sixteen as well, and I thought she was so so good under pressure. She really really played well. Um, and she, think, she played well in the Billericke game as well, didn't she, Harry? Yeah, when we saw her, that was the first time I saw her. And obviously that was difficult circumstances against a, a team that play at a much higher level for us. And she didn't look out of place there, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think that 
you know, she's only going to get better with more match experience. But I've got her, I think I've caught a photo in a video where she's gone up and battled for a ball and she, she has no right to win the ball. You know what I mean? It's a 60-40 it's a against her mm. and she come out with the ball. Um, and, you, you know, sometimes that those little moments in games are what changes momentum in games. Um, and I thought she solid, like made us really solid at the back. Abby Dell put a shift in that was ridiculous in midfield. Um, you know, she's not a midfielder. You know, she can. She, I'm sure she can. Think she can be one now. But um, you know, she she came back and played midfield. I think I've caught it in the video. She's the furthest player back at one point. You know, I mean, like she's she made a 20 yard run just to get back on the cover. You know, and um, that's what I'm saying around the work rate. You can't. You know, sometimes they lose. They're gonna lose. You know, they're not. We're not Barcelona. You know, everyone's fallible. Um, but I thought. You know, I thought we were a bit unlucky. I mean, the goal that we conceded, yes, we should clear the lines better after after the girls had the free kick. But is it a free kick? I think it's soft. I think the girl's looking for it. I think she knows what she's doing. And as we said before, some of the girls in our side are inexperienced in terms of the dark arts, as we'd call it in the, in the man's game. And I think with the more they play and the more experience they get, the more little nuances they're going to get of no win people are trying to do it you know and um you you can't fault you know a 16 year old for being inexperienced because you know they're, they're not going to be experienced are they they're playing professional football now compared to playing girls academy football and um yeah I just felt another day they could have got a draw you know I mean I know it's a cup game but another game another game the ball would have bounced differently in the box and, and they would have got a bit of the rub of the green um but, or, yeah. or if it would have gone a centimetre higher, it would have bounced off the bar and gone over. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I think Millie made a good save. I, I'll be totally honest, but, you know, she, we've said it, what we said, you know, in the games that we've been to, Ryan, I think the the, um, the Hutton game we were at together and we were talking while Mike was running the line. Um, we uh, were talking Excellent, about that and I'd say probably out of the five goals they scored that day, maybe three were... Three were from inside the six-yard box with tappings. I'm yeah. sure they're aware of it. You know, this. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, take anything away from anyone. It's. It's becoming. I'm not even trying to say this funnily for myself, but you know, what other, um, what other women's club at this level has a YouTube channel, a podcast. You know, all the all the stuff that we do, which you know, is giving opposition without being funny. They're giving the opposition information. They turn up and they know how we conceded our last goal. So do you think they don't look at it? I mean, if I was, you know, in this league, would I look at this podcast? Would I listen? I probably would if I was playing this. You know, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to blow us up, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna target me because of what she looks like in terms of her height, you know, and we need to deal with that. And I'm sure Katie and Nick and... Alex and everyone else have been working on that this week, I'm sure. And the girls, yeah. obviously. What, um, obviously, you know, like you say, we're going home in a way, we've watched all the, the Lionesses games this season, um, you know, a couple in pre-season and, and all since the league and the Cups have started. What do you think might need to change or, or what might need to be done to to kind of cut the, the, the run of bad results? Well, well, I mean, we've missed Libby. That, that's without a question of a doubt. We've missed Molly as well. We've missed Alyssa. You know, those are three players that, you know, would be in and around the squad. Would they be on the first team sheet? It's not my decision, but I think they'd play playing a big role. I don't know if you used to agree. Um, but I think the main thing we've got to do is we, 
I don't think I've seen the total performance. Even in the 3-1 win at Stevenage on the first day, I don't think that was... I think maybe for five or ten minutes at the very start of the game, I don't know if you agree, Michael, I thought they sort of... I don't know. It took a tackle of... I can't even remember what happened there, but we there was an incident or something that killed the game for five minutes. Someone went down injured or something. They sort of had a couple of minutes to just gather themselves and, and regroup, and then they grew in the game from there. I don't think we've played 90 minutes continuously um, well, if you know what I mean. And Katie's mentioned that yeah. herself, that she's talking about complacency and so on and so forth. And I think she's 100% right, really, with that. I think as well, as, as you say, you're saying about Charlie's age there and how young Millie is. And, and, and we said it to Katie earlier on um, that, you know, you've got, not, again, not you, but you need to remember how young this team are. And, and you made the good point. It's, it's to step up. I mean, it, it, this this shows that even though, as you've said, you know, this is a Millwall team. And I remember saying to you, Harry, don't see this as women's football. See it as men's uh, see it as Millwall. Should I say, don't see it as men's football. But this shows where it doesn't matter if you're a men's team or a women's team. You've you you've still got that level of inexperience. I mean, um, I believe with the Hutton goal, if you watch back the footage for the last goal, the goal that ended up costing us. There was the moment where, and again, not not saying it stupidly for comedy value, but I was running the line. Um, the ball's played over the top. Three of the players have looked at me to raise the flag. The girl is onside. It's tight, but she's onside. But it took him a few seconds to realise, well, Michael's not, or the linesman's not going to put his flag up. We need to chase. And like you were saying, um, with the Stevenage game in the first five, ten minutes, it might take a few seconds to switch on. But... I don't think that's the mentality of the girls as players. I think that's their mentality as inexperienced, you know, and that's where you need the type of Libby, Sean, Caitlin Lewis, Jenks Landon sisters, and and more importantly, you know, Katie said it earlier on in the pod, like someone like Abby, who just absolutely lives and breathes passion and football. And she'll be one of these players who you know, when, when she does go on in her career, if she uh, if she will play high level, there's no doubt about it. But you know some fans will go, do you remember that that girl that was up front? What an absolute class act she was. And all of our girls will get there, but would you agree it's just that little bit of inexperience, would you say? Yeah, I think, I think the experience comes into it. I think there's, every game, there's something new. I mean, you know, this, this weekend, you know, I, I stood there and I've, you know, you watch thousands of games. We, we all have. We've watched thousands of games, hundreds of games, right? Probably more so now that every game seemingly is on television. You can tell very early on in games whether you get a feeling for a game, you get a feeling for, for how people are, especially in quite an intimate setting that women's football tends to be. Um, and I think sometimes we, you know, I've, I've seen this away... Um, I think I've seen this away sort of four times now. And I feel we're a name. We're a draw. You know, it is. I know it sounds sick. We are a draw. We, we are going to be the one that they look to beat. And, and the thing is with these, with these games is that that inexperience, it's not just the pressure from being the experience. It's the pressure for playing for Millwall at this level. You know, there is a pressure that comes with that, that we're, and how well the girls did last season, that puts pressure on them again. And, Dealing with pressure, everyone deals with pressure, but not everyone can deal with pressure in the same way. And I think sometimes, sometimes rightly or wrongly, some people go under and, and, and you need big characters to help you out. And obviously, 
Sean's a big character. We've had Sean. Abby's a big character. I mean, you know, I've said it before. She she loves a bit of needle. I mean, she's from Dagenham. She won't mind me saying that as well because she's only there the weekend. So she's she knows she's you know um, got a bit about her in terms of she's played played before at higher level. She she gets what she needs to do. She's more experienced than certain girls. So she's you know obviously played really well at the weekend for me and and was giving advice to other players you could see it in the pitch and you know that's what you want to see you don't need one captain you need 11 at times and I thought she was really good um but again you know at the end of the day you gain confidence from winning but they need a win I'm not going to sugarcoat it any other way this team that we're playing this weekend got a draw against Hutton who we know are a good side do I think Hutton are a good side you know, the league table would suggest they are. Do I think they're better than us? No, I don't. I think that they were very lucky on the day when they beat us. Um, I think also as well with, with, with Hutton, though, I think what they, for actual ability, and you say about people listening to this pod or not, I mean, I, I don't I don't really give two tosses whether someone from Hutton listens to this or not. I, I do believe we were clearly the better side. I think what they had um, was the experience and in a sort of veiled compliment to Hutton, they're very much a side that's seen from the times that I've seen them play. They they can get a job done. Well, they're really shit-assery, aren't they? You know, for lack of a better word, they do the football shit-ass. They are nasty yeah. and they are hard to beat. Um, and that's fine. You know, it takes all... I like a four-four-two the same as anyone else does. I like a industrial centre-half. It, it doesn't bother me. But the, the, the celebrations from Hutton when they won... Um, a little bit less so at Haverhill. I thought Haverhill was more of a, what's the right word? I think they, you can be a bad winner. I think Hutton are the, the architectural bad winner, you know, the walking off saying, oh, he played shit and we still won kind of thing, um, which people overheard and, and they can take it how they want. They, you know, it is what it is. You won, but you can do what you want. Where Haverhill, I didn't think it was particularly, um, what's the word? I don't think they were particularly... Uh, one in bad grace. Do you understand what I mean? Um, yeah, of course. But I, I think the girls are learning. I think there's been too many hard luck stories for the girls this season. And I think, you know, when you get a feeling like someone's building up to thump someone, like I, I feel like Millwall building up to, we're going to have a performance. And when that, when everything just clicks, we're going to mm-hmm. go and we're, and we're going to, you know, nothing's going to stop us. We're going to be the immovable force. But we're just at the moment a little bit, I don't know, you know, we've had a bad decision in a game, which has changed the game. We had, a, in my opinion, we had a terrible ref at the weekend. I, I, I can't talk about refereeing decisions. I know they're am, amateurs, you know, but I, I think he was a little bit, you know, I, I can only go by the rules that you've told me because it does change from competition to competition. As a linesman, I believe you're only allowed to discuss offside decisions um, at this level and you know their linesman decided to give handball to see it give that flag for handball which the referee took things for and flag for foul throws now this is all you know I'm not making excuses but the rules have got to be the same for everyone you know you know what I mean and um, I think they've had a couple of couple of things like that go against them and in close games, these things these things do change games. They change momentum. They change things. But they have got to play for 90 minutes, regardless of what I've just said. And I'm sure that they will eventually do that, whether that's this weekend, whether it's the weekend after. Uh, COVID 
admitting that we're still allowed to go and watch them. I, I generally think that the girls will come good. I've got, I've got faith in every single girl that puts on that shirt that they're going to work as hard as they can to win. And at the end of the day, as we know, that's mostly what supporting Millwall's about, is that they, as long as you come on, you run, you know, Jimmy Abdu is the architectural player for that, comes on, runs his art out, tackles a few people and leaves knackered. And that's all you, that's all we can really ask for, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. And that is how we will wrap up. Harry, thanks so much for coming on. We will see you on Sunday for what will hopefully be the start of the turnaround for the Lionesses season. But um, once again, I'll thank Michael as well for being here with me into the late hours tonight. Thank you, Michael. And uh, I'll let you get back on with your evening now. No, thank you very much. Re- really enjoyable pod by um, Katie and Harry there. Thank you for coming on, yeah. mate. And thanks no, again, no worries, Harry. No worries. I might buy a blue flare for the out and away trip. I might go <laughs> Palace Stripe Niger Ultra. There we go. We'll, we'll stick the we'll stick the drum in the back of your car as well. I think the drum. Oh God, Millwall don't need a drum. You know this. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I think we need to bring something to uh, maybe make you a bit more friendly. We don't want you scaring off any more any more parents, do we, Harry? Oh, I'll wear the Bermondsey Cuddle Club T-shirt. Long <laughs> there time we go. I understand Lovely. that one. <laughs> right, lovely. All right, Harry. Um, I'll leave it to you to, to wrap up for the for the show as you are our guest. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.